Hey folks, this is Corey from FCF Fit, and on this episode of the Find Your Fit podcast, I've got Coach Diego sit down with me, and we do uh, um, basically a, a pretty long-winded podcast on this this particular uh, session. Went um, over two hours, and we didn't even finish, to tell you the truth, of all the topics we probably could have delved into. So what we did was we broke it into four separate pieces so that you can digest the information uh, in 25 to 30 minute bits uh, at your leisure. So we hope you enjoy it. Um, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy this episode, or these episodes rather, of Coach Diego and myself on the Find Your Fit podcast. All right, Diego. Hey, man, thanks for uh, agreeing to meet with me today. I know we've been trying to get this on the calendar for a couple weeks, and uh, I know you've got a lot of things going on in, sure. in your world outside of the gym. So uh, the world, your world doesn't evolve around FCF, um, which I completely understand. So I wanted to uh, thank you for taking some time out of your day to, to do this for myself as well as the community. Sure, of course, yeah. My, my, my world halfway revolves around FCF. Halfway. Hey, we'll it's, take that. It's a, it's a half revolve. It's, we'll, it's a half turn. We'll take what we can get there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, what, what, uh, t- what today's went Tuesday. Tuesday. So you got the morning classes on Tuesday. Yep, did the, did the morning classes. We had a, we had a nice um, pretty much body weight workout today. We had some double unders, some rowing, and then some hand release push-ups. It was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you like getting up that early in the morning? You know, um, I don't like getting up out of bed. Once I'm out of bed, I'm fine. Once yeah. once I'm out of bed, there's kind of no going back to bed for me. Now I will. I love, I can argue with you there. Well, well, I, I I will love a nap in the middle of the day. Oh yeah. I am. I will totally take a siesta in the middle of the day. But once I'm up out of bed, I I'm up. Yeah. The, the hardest part is literally pulling my feet from out of the covers and putting them on the ground. Okay. And once that's done, it's just go time. Yeah. After that. So what, what's, what's your, uh, what's your go-to? Like you get up, uh, you know, on a day you got to be at the gym at zero five thirty. uh, you're opening at zero five fifteen, right? So what's your routine when you get, like what time do you get up on those days? So I set two alarms, um, cause in the past I have either set one wrong or I have slept through one. Um, and I try to set them on off. I try to set them on off times. You know when you snooze and it's like a like a perfect ten minute snooze. Uh-huh. So I try to set the second alarm on an off time, so I don't get into that repetition. But um, so I got two alarms. I usually snooze one. The other one will go off. Maybe I'll snooze that. But I'm I'm usually up within about out of bed within about ten minutes of, of the first one. Okay. Uh, my first alarm is set at four fifteen a.m. Right. Um, usually get up, uh, make some coffee, okay. Um, drink the coffee, uh, and then just kind of get an important component, right? Yeah, and then just kind of. Uh, so you're not one of those guys that just has to smell coffee to be awake. You got to actually ingest it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. It it tastes so good when it touches <laughs> touches the, the lips. Um, yeah, I'll, a couple drinks and, and I feel like I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, usually try to leave the house. I live close by, so um, I try to leave the house by... So if I got to be there at 5.30, I have to leave my house by 5.15. Or so, I'm, I'm sorry, 5.10 to get there to 5.15. Got 
Gotcha. So five minutes out. Yeah. Yeah. It takes me takes me about five minutes. Now there's been some construction that they're doing around the house, uh-huh. which I I should know about it and like get used to it, but for some reason in my head I'm like I'll be fine, and then I get like stuck and I'm like poop. <laughs> or can we, can we cuss here? Can we say what we I, want? I've I've been known to drop a couple right. of s words on here. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be like shit. Yeah. You know, like should have left earlier. But uh, yeah, that's that's gen- genuinely it. Um, waking up that early in the morning, um, like I said, it's not bad, but I feel like it's extra stress if I'm rushing. If I just woke up and then I and then I have to rush out the door, then I I feel like I show up into the gym like like frazzled. Yeah, 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 yeah. kind of out of sorts and yeah, kind of sets the tone. Yeah, I've had that happen a couple times. Yeah, so. So for you, for those of you that are listening, you know, two alarms, that's, uh, that's not a bad idea if you, you know, you've got to be somewhere, one is none and two is one, right? So, um, I like that idea. I maybe should start doing that too, because the one alarm, if I accidentally hit, if I'm kind of in a haze and I hit, hit stop, stop instead of, instead of snooze, snooze, I've done that. I'm screwed in that event. So I, that's a I, good idea. I like that. I, yeah. have, I have done that. Yeah. So I, I do the two alarm thing. Okay. All right. Good, good, good deal. Um, so, you know, you, you roll in, you got the early morning classes, what, you know, and we're kind of getting a little ahead, but while we're on the topic, um, do you, do you feel the difference in the, uh, the, <laughs> the, um, the attentiveness of, of our clients in the morning versus the, the mid morning and afternoon Absolutely. (laughs) You know, the, the first classes in the morning kind of every, every class has its own personality for sure. Um, but those people that make it that early in the morning, um, that's probably their own, the only time they can make it. Yeah. And you know, they, they do really good. We got a couple of people that, that, you know, I feel like everybody tries really hard. Unless they're serial killers and they, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they've been up burying bodies or whatever. right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like every every class has its own personality, but the it's like the main thing ever. Even when I first started uh, coaching, was that I was told is that the, the very early classes, those people are like that's the only time they can work out. They get in, they get out, it's done. Yeah, those people may not stay around and stretch. Those people may not do the finisher. Um, they may actually. I I worked at a gym where we had some people that the second they would finish the workout they would leave. Yeah. No goodbye. No. No <laughs> wait for everybody else to leave. Just out. Yeah. So it's this definitely. Is... Yeah. Exactly. So it's definitely its own animal. The the first class of the day. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I would definitely agree with you in this, in the, in the sense of, yeah, it's definitely their, their only time that they have to dedicate to themselves, is at the, you know, the ass crack of dawn. Everybody's still probably asleep. They can get out, get back, pretty much before any, you know, anything important has happened on the home front. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and TCB, right? You know, or some have to get on the road and drive, unfortunately, to you know parts of the metroplex that are probably highly congested with traffic. Right. So that's pretty much their only option unless they want to sit in traffic for two hours, which we all know how that sucks. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. I was just curious if, you know, if you, if you obviously, you know, notice that as well. And it's, I've always had so much respect for the morning crew because they can get in there and perform, you know, I mean, and do the stuff that we task them to do. Yes. That early in the morning. That's impressive. And, and when, and when you have people that like, really push themselves early in the morning 
I mean, you know, some, some people will just kind of, you know, and I've done it. You wake up early, you, you just kind of coast through the workout because you're just trying to get the blood flowing. Mm-hmm. Then you have some people that hit it. Yeah. They're, 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 they're there for business. Yeah. And they do it. They're right? probably still under 35 years old too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Possibly. But they, but they get in there and they, and they like, they, they do it. They, you know, they, they go out to work out. They, they try to get it done. So definitely give props to anybody that gets up that early consistently yeah. to, to get it done. Um, cause it's just different. And they, and they also get, I feel like they get, uh, it's kind of a double edged sword. They they get more leeway. Uh, I, I might be less likely to 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 be on their butt about form or whatever because it's like I understand you're still waking up. Yeah, your yeah, your yeah. brain's not there yet. Yeah, they tricked their body into getting the workout in before it was awake, right? It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so they may get a little bit of leeway um, on on that front, but they also get the short end of the stick, which is if it's a complicated workout, if there's a bunch of equipment, if if the time range, if we're still filling it out. They're the guinea pigs. Right, yeah. They, they, they're the ones we're testing it out on. The next class, it gets a little better. The next yeah. class. So like to, on, on Tuesdays, I do four classes. By noon, I got it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm even throwing, I'm even throwing <laughs> jokes out there. You know, the, the 5.30 class... You know, what, yeah. What, what do you got to say here in Texas? Bless your heart. Like, bless, bl- your heart. bless your heart. Yeah. Like... Uh, you you got the worst of me. Yeah, the, the, rooster, <laughs> the rooster crew is the uh, the rough draft. Uh, yeah, zero five thirty. Absolutely. Six thirty, like you said, a little more refined. A little more. Eight thirty is probably dialed in pretty good, you know. And then, like you said, noon you're hitting on all cylinders and exactly. Um, but then again, you know, so that, the noon class is a completely different animal as well. So <laughs> they all are. Every every class has its own its own personality. Yeah. Every everyone, and it's not just the time. It's it's the group of people that show up. Right. Right. I mean, every it's it, everyone's got a life of their own. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a fun fun group of people we get to interact with on a regular basis. So yeah, you know, uh, that's why I've always said it's like the best job in the world. Uh, in the sense of you know you get to hang around people you like to actually hang around exactly. on, on a consistent basis you know yeah so um, well I know we got a little ahead there um, that's it let's let's back up real quick um, tell us where you're from so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my phone down so that's uh, probably should do that too yeah. so so we don't get a bunch of notifications like that in the middle um, so I am. From from I was born in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Um, Las Vegas. Las Vegas, New Mexico. New Mexico. Vegas, New Mexico. It's it's a it's a small little, uh, almost like a ranching town. Uh, I didn't live there very long, um, and then uh, I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, when I was in grade school. Moved to Santa Fe, uh, also in New Mexico. Um, for junior high and high school, and then Albuquerque, Santa Fe, kind of did some bouncing back and forth between Albuquerque and Santa Fe um, throughout the next few, maybe like 10 years of my life. Um, But they're only about an hour apart. So I I, I like to say I'm from central New Mexico. Central New Mexico, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, brothers, sisters? Um, I have uh, one sister with my dad and my mom I have a half brother uh, his name is Julian he's four years older than me and then I got an older half brother also 
Um, it's it's that's one of those weird things where it's like a like a long lost brother from my mm. dad's first marriage okay. that I've only met like twice yeah. in my life. But like four siblings, one I'm super close with, one that I'm close with, one that he's there. Yeah. Weird weird way to look at it. Okay. I don't know how to well, say it. You know, I mean he's older. He's yeah, older, he, 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 but I've, I've seriously only met him like twice. Yeah, I mean, you probably, no one's going to fault you for not being super close to somebody you've met twice, so. Yeah. Blood or not, right? Yeah. Um, so who's your favorite? Who's your closest, you said? My sister. Your sister, okay. Yeah. Pete, when, when we were going to school. They're not going to hear this, are they? They may hear it. Oh, okay. They may right. hear we it. We can edit that out yeah. if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but either way, well, the reason is that, is that my sister and I grew up in the same household. We're 13 months apart, and um, people used to tell us all the time, like when we were growing up in like junior high and high school, and even afterwards, that my sister and I are like male and female versions of the same person. Okay. And we're still we're still a little bit different. We still have our own personalities. Yeah. Um, but we are so much alike. It, it it's like like finishing each other's sentences sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's us. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I've got a half-brother as well. Uh, we're seven years apart, and we definitely are not on that level. Like, we are polar opposite. So, um, and being seven years apart, you know, he was always into my stuff <laughs> growing up. You know, I'd have my Star Wars action figures and my, you know, toys on my shelves all nice, neat, and organized. And, you know, staged the way I want them, and I'd come home and they're just blowing off and all over the floor. <laughs> and I just wanted to. There's so many times I wanted to just wrap him up in a sleeping bag and dispose of him somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, obviously that never happened. So yeah, he and I are close now. We're closer. We're not super close, close, but we're closer now, and I have a better understanding of you know who he is and yeah and, and whatnot. So yeah. Yeah, me and my sister were really close. I you know I wanted to like go on her sleepovers with her with like her girlfriends or if they were hanging out yeah. and, you know like like that kind of stuff my my the majority like 95% of my music taste no maybe not maybe maybe more like 85 but it's a, a high percentage of my music taste came from my sister okay um and let's let's talk about your musical taste what, what kind of music <laughs> are you into so i thanks to my to my sister um, and uh, people that I was around in, in Santa Fe, I'm, I'm, it, and people at the gym may not hear it this much because I, I understand it's, it's uh, <laughs> might not be their preference. I'm a huge reggae fan. Okay. Um, roots rock reggae, dance hall reggae, any, anything you know from lovey-dovey Bob Marley stuff to super dance hall, shake your booty in weird, in, in weird ways. Um, that's probably one of my favorite uh, styles. Okay. But I love hip hop. Uh, I love hard rock. You know, mm -hmm. groaning, yelling stuff, uh, ska music. I actually, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but since I've been in Texas, there is some country music that I'm starting to like. Okay, it's, like it. It's, uh, I don't even know the names of it. It's just every now and then I'll hear something and I'm like, okay, that's not bad. Okay. But my my mom, my aunts and uncles used to listen to like Dwight Yoakam and like right. Garth Brooks growing up, and uh -huh. I hated it. 
I hate it. I just could not get down with it. But but I feel like there's stuff that's out there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, strangely enough, uh, jazz, uh, jazz music. Uh, my, I have a pretty eclectic uh, taste in music. Yeah. Like if 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 you put my if you put my total music collection on random, probably like two out of every five songs would be something reggae. One would be some kind of rock, one would be hip hop, and one would be completely out there, like freestyle jazz, Mozart, uh, Old Land Dixie music, okay, something something like that. And and I think that comes from growing up in Santa Fe, which is total like hippy dippy weird style. It's just everything's everything's non. So much is of about Santa Fe and growing up there is non mainstream. Non mainstream, okay. Non kind of like. Doing your own thing, be your own person. Yeah, you you were you were more cool, more against the grain you were going than with the grain. Gotcha. None of my friends. So listened, they they uh, to the promoted rebellion. <laughs> In a sense, yeah. Anarchy. In a sense, yeah, yeah. You could say that, but like like none of none of me and my friends listened to the radio. Okay. N- nobody listened to the radio. It was all underground hip-hop or uh, underground this or that nobody I knew growing up in high school listened to the radio what was that phrase I can't think of it now but uh, mixtape right, right? mixtapes yep. mixtapes yeah. mix was yeah. the biggest was the biggest thing yeah. you know it, it was just handing them out left and right do, do you remember when people had their books of CDs oh yeah oh yeah I had those in my truck majority of my friends didn't have CDs with like a printed label on them uh-huh. Like a like a mainstream artist, it was burned. all burned. Yeah, all mixes of this and that and yeah. whatever. Yeah, I remember when that technology came around. That was pretty cool though, because and how fun was know, it going through like a friend's music collection, like flipping through, like you'd have the big book. Yeah, hold it. I don't know if I ever went through any of my friends' music collections like that, but I mean, I just remember that you know there would be one or two songs on a on a tape that I really you know got into I didn't really care for the other ones so and it was on opposite sides in the middle of the tape or something and you know know, it was just such a whip to you know to get back to those spots and you know so anyway when 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 CDs came out and you had the ability to burn the songs that you wanted only the jams that you liked and put on that CD that you could just put on infinite you know just shuffle or Or replay, line. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was that was cool. So yeah. So all right, you're in a workout. What's what music are you gonna put on if you're solo? Oh, man, I, I, if I'm solo at the gym, you're gonna walk in and you're gonna hear some weird reggae stuff. Honestly, weird reggae. We, mo, mo, well, not weird reggae, but, but weird to people who don't know reggae. Weird to people that don't know yeah. reggae. Like it, it may sound weird to them. Yeah. Um, either that, uh, some some '90s hip hop or some some hardcore 90s rock okay I think if, if if my if my finger just walked itself around and pushed whatever it wanted to uh-huh. the, I'd say those are probably the three so reggae things. 90s hip hop 90s 90s 90s, 90s 2000 hip hop or 90s rock okay you know Noonan's Ray, a big fan Ray, of the hip hop yeah, 90s so he, de- he definitely he would uh, he'd give you a thumbs up there you know Rage <laughs> Against the Machines always a good one oh yeah yeah, Def, yeah. Deftones is always great have Pantera. you um, 
You know, Rage is getting ready to go back out. They are. They're doing a. They're doing a tour. They're actually making one stop in New Mexico. Yeah. I think it's Las Cruces. We should. We should probably try to make that. That would be pretty fun. That's like a sixteen-hour road trip. There's. Hey, I've made longer. All right. True. You know. Deal. Have you heard Prophets of Rage? Uh, that one was with the band with Rage that Against was the, the Machine. The, yeah, that was Comerford and Morello, but, but no, no Zach. Yeah, no, no Zach. voice, right? It was, um, uh, oh gosh. Oh no, that was... The, uh, the vocalists were, um, uh, gosh, uh, Flav, oh, Flav, who was, who was the, the, the guy that was in that band. Um, man, I am drawing a complete blank right now. That's is sad. It, is it, uh... Like I, oh man, yeah, I'm drawing a blank too because I'm I'm thinking of um, Audio Slave, which was Audio Chris Slave, Cornell, Cornell and and and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Rage. The band yeah, from Rage, yeah, yeah. Prophets of Rage is more of a a, a rock rap kind of deal, yeah. Um, but it, it's the band, and then the the um, the hip hop. I, I feel so ashamed. I cannot. I'm totally drawing a blank right now. I know. But no, no Google Lab right we'll, now. Yeah, no, no, no Google. No Google Lab. We'll follow it up with the uh, with the notes. Yeah. Um. The the episode notes. But anyhow, you you guys are probably screaming at us. It's da 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 da. Yeah. Right. Morons. You guys, know who you guys suck. You don't know music. <laughs> so anyhow. Um. All right. Yeah. No. I can get with that. The uh. I'm I'm a, I'm a reggae fan myself. So um. You know, I would. We, you know, well, we've we've had our own connection over that for the, sure. The, the, yeah. the first time you learned of my uh, my email address. Yes, yes, your email address definitely caught my attention uh, one day, and uh-huh. I was like, "No way, that is that." And then, yeah, you confirmed it. So that's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I know you've been. You've told me in the past that you know you got into skating. Yeah. So, so when when did you get into skating? So skating, and, and I have to clarify this. I, I sometimes leave it general, but we'll clarify it. Skating for me was aggressive inline skating, rollerblading. Okay. Ro- not not Friday night at the skate rink, you not know, Friday trying to pick up, you know, rink. who you're going to go with next. No, no. Right? Yeah, exactly. So um, I, I, I got into using the rollerblades or um, the inline skates. Uh, I think I was probably like fifth grade or I think yeah, it was so like fourth or fifth grade. 11 years old, huh? Yeah, I was All pretty right. young. Um, my mom got a pair of rollerblades to uh, rollerblade around with a, a guy she was dating at the time. And she <laughs> she bought me and my sister a pair of rollerblades and, and of course I like completely took to it. And, okay. And I like didn't want to take them off my feet. What So what, what about the, the, the inline skating grabbed you so quickly? I mean, what I were you doing before that? I have no idea. Honestly, I mean, I had I had played sports. I did baseball. I think I was in soccer at the at the time. Uh-huh. Um, I really don't know exactly what it was about rollerblading, but I loved it. Okay. So I took to it. I I would do it as much as I could. Um, I think it may have just been like how cool they they looked, like all in one. Line. All futuristic. Like, yeah, and it was. Yeah, yeah, they looked like. Futuristic. And they weren't. They were different. So of course, yeah. for you guys, that was the. That yeah. was the automatic choice, right? Yeah, yeah. And at the time, that's that's exactly what it was. Um, but then when I moved to Santa Fe from Albuquerque the first time, but right before I got into junior high, uh, there was a group of guys that would play roller hockey uh, at, at these tennis courts uh-huh. right next to our apartments. So I, of course, being the, I don't know, ADD active kid that I was, 
uh, I wanted to I wanted to play roller hockey, so you know ended up buying my we ended up buying me a stick and a, and a ball and you know I would go out and play roller hockey with them. Well, and then I don't know if one of them moved or there was some roller hockey courts across town, but for some reason I had to skate far away to play roller hockey with these guys and I would cut through the high school mm-hmm. in Santa Fe and and they've redone it since it's it's been remodeled the whole high school has been remodeled but at the time there was a bunch of sets of stairs oh, wow. right up front and so I went from just basically like skating to roller hockey to jumping these stairs out front of the high school as I'm going to play roller hockey to learning about, you know, grinding on handrails and on curbs and half pipes. And then it just kind of took off from there. Okay. And it was, again, total Santa Fe style. Like if, if you were doing something out of the norm that what the people hadn't seen before, it was cool. So I ended up, you know, me and my friends uh, were pretty much the first group of rollerbladers and I actually don't even know if there's any more rollerbladers in Santa Fe that, that started doing that started you know poor little doing, out for him. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um, and then we found kids in Albuquerque that did it and then we found kids across the United States and we, we would drive to competitions in California I really even, yeah I even at one point um, took a trip to New York just randomly not a skate trip but, but randomly took a trip to New York and Met a bunch of rollerbladers that knew other kids that I rollerbladed with, and it in New York, in New York, yeah, in 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 New York, yeah. So over the years, not New York, New Mexico, (laughs) not New York, New Mexico, New York, Florida, New New York, no, 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 New New York, New York. York. So (laughs) it it started as just a basic recreational thing, and then went to hockey and. There was even a point in time where I would I would rollerblade just to go to my friend's house to hang out with him, yeah. and it just kind of grew from there. And I spent, I think all together, I spent uh, maybe like fifteen or sixteen years rollerblading, uh, skating as we call it, and you know did some really awesome stuff, did some stupid stuff at the same time. So, a couple questions. I'm gonna say them now, so before I forget them, yeah. I should probably write them down real quick. Uh, you said skating, mm-hmm. aka rollerblading, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, what what age were you when you started competing, and what does a competition actually consist of? So, if you've ever watched the X Games, that's pretty much what a competition is. Okay, is they set you up at a at a, at a park. You have a certain amount of time to go around and do as many tricks as, as you as you can. Okay, so you get a time frame. You got a time kind frame, kind of like an AMRAP, then. It, it's an AMRAP. It's okay. a it's a skate. You, you were AMRAPing before <laughs> AMRAPing was around. Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. AMTAP. It's a, it's, a, it's as a, many tricks as possible. Exactly as many as many tricks as possible. That's exactly. what I never thought about that. Hmm. That's exactly what it is. It's a it's an AMTAP. Um, uh, so we would do that. We even put on local competitions where instead of going to a park, you'd show up at a some crazy handrail and it, you would just do tricks and and you know the cheer of the crowd would eliminate people or or get them psyched and and that was about it. Um, but uh, what was your biggest highlight or or uh, moment in that? 
in that time? You know, I don't know if I... Well, okay, no. Uh, I'd probably say one of them is, is there was a magazine uh, at the time called uh, Daily Bread. Well, okay, so two. Uh, <laughs> there was it was a magazine at the time. I, I didn't know that I had a highlight until you asked me. Um, one of them was there was a magazine at the time called Daily Bread. And Daily Bread was a national magazine that would highlight awesome skating pictures from all over the country. Okay. Um, they came to New Mexico to do a special on people that were skating in New Mexico. And um, there were certain people that they wanted to get tricks of. Okay. Let's say there was, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to, like off the top of my head, let's say there was six of us. Uh, and we each got some kind of special shot in this, in this magazine. Okay. Um, my shot ended up like on a double page spread of this, of this magazine. And I mean, other people did some, some really awesome stuff too, but I guess just the angle or whatever it was took up like a double page spread and it looked awesome. It was sweet. Do you have it? I don't. I have no idea what happened to it. And that's the saddest part. Some people do. So daily bread. Daily bread inline skate magazine. All right. So anyone listening out there, it, it's it's the it was the New Mexico edition. Um, but if anybody's out there and you want to look it up, try to find it online. Da- Daily Bread Inline Skate Magazine. This is a call out for the Daily Bread Inline Skate Magazine. Not to be confused, because if you look up Daily Bread, it's also like a religious magazine too. Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Yeah, that'd be cool to find that. You mm-hmm. know, I bet you. You know, this day and age, I'm sure. I'm sure it's somewhere. It's probably out there somewhere, digitized yeah. somewhere, right? You know, yeah. that'd be pretty neat to find that. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll cancel that right there. Yeah.